Take the guesswork out of your cannabis shopping with the ECS DNA kit by Endocana Health. If you take pride in your canna nerdiness or are just canna curious, this kit empowers you to find more about the best cannabis choices. Right now, you can save 25% off your DNA test at endodna.com using promo code POD25. Your purchase includes the Endo DNA Collection Kit, Endo Decoded Report, personalized cannabinoid and terpene suggestions, and Endo Align products matching in your state. There will also be suggested dosage guidelines and optimum methods for inhalation or usage. Once you know your personal ECS data, you can shop Endo supplements tailored specifically for you. And right now, Endo DNA is celebrating their new patent with a buy one, get one offer on their Afika Soft Gel lineup. And since I know that many of you struggle with sleep, I want to highlight Afika Unwind, created to support health sleep cycles using patented proprietary formulations of hemp-derived CBD, terpenes, and essential oils. If sleep is eluding you, sweet dreams are in your future. Buy one for yourself and get one for a friend at endodna.com. And don't forget promo code POD25 at the checkout for 25% off your DNA test kit. This is The Cannabom Show, a podcast chronicling the inspiring stories of real women in the emerging cannabis industry. Your host, Joyce Gerber, mom, lawyer, political activist, has been speaking with women from coast to coast who are leaders in the revolution of cannabis and caregiving. Now, in season two, The Cannamom Show continues on its mission to empower women-centric cannabis businesses by sharing their stories with you. Go make yourself a cup of tea or roll yourself a joint, sit back, and learn something new about this magical plant on The Cannamom Show with Joyce Gerber. Welcome! My goodness, we're back! Yay! Yay, Dave! Cannamom! <laughs> the Cannamom Show Season 2. Who would have thunk? Mm-hmm. All right. It's going to be another great season. It's going to be another great season full of canna stories of inspiring women, just like today's guest, who I will introduce in a minute. But uh, before I do, I just want to let you know what's coming up in September. I've been very busy this summer, Dave. Mm-hmm. Very busy. I've been talking to ladies. Please, you know, I'm on your schedule through December. So all your podcasters no, as excited as I am. Get, you know, we, we do it <laughs> here at Pod 617. We produce a lot of shows, but no one is more diligent at booking their shows ahead of time than the Cannamom. So good on you. There's, there's so many ladies stories I'm going to tell. So in September, we will be speaking with Dr. Carly Bell Biggins of Texas. She's a physician with an expertise in cannabis and natural medicine. I will be speaking with Jennifer Gaskin of Empress and Bandit Greenery right here in Massachusetts, Dave. Mm, um, cool. It's a business. She's starting it with her son. I'm excited to talk to her. And Danny McQueen, um, who literally built a CBD business with a baby on her back. And we have so many more to tell in season two because we know there are so many women breaking barriers and building businesses in the emerging cannabis industry. We love it. Right. The journey, love it. the mission continues. The journey the continues. Mission, the, the journey continues. Yes, we, we never gave up. Okay. So before we jump in with today's guest, I just want to check in. Um, and I was going to introduce my new social media coordinator, Janice. She's from Northeastern. She is um, transitioned over the summer from 
Becca and Jamima, who did a great job. So maybe next week she'll be on with us. And she's going to be helping us. So I just wanted to talk about, we're going to be having some changes. You know, she's upgrading us. She's a business major, Dave. Mm. So we're going to have a store. Oh, I'm, look, <laughs> I'm looking at some new swag. The Cannamom Show mug. That's that's perfect. It's nice, right? Both sides, yeah. you know, because, you know, you might want to roll yourself a joint and have a cup of tea with me. And you can do it with a Cannamom Show mug. Obviously, this is an mm-hmm. audio podcast. So most people listening to our voices aren't oh, that's true. That. However, <laughs> you should, Joyce just held it up to the camera. I noticed I had a Dunkin' Donuts coffee the other day and I yes. went and I went to raise it to my mouth as I was doing a, a, you know, a zoom call and the, the people at Duncan figured this out. I'm sure it was very readable. (laughs) It was extremely readable. Like I have the, my friend of mine gave me this bug, but I don't know if you can see. Like, could you? Would you be able to no, read the words? No, you can't on? read that. No, no, yeah, no. Yeah, so I won't mention who it is that gave me this swag. But the Cannamom show, I could see it. So every time, it's pink. But it's pink, and the the letters are black and very easy to read and. Perfect. It's big. Yeah. And it's a big mug. So, you know, a big placement. cup of tea. Yep. Thank you. I think <laughs> should I put it right behind me so you can see it? Even we don't. There we go. As long okay. as you take a sip every now and again. We'll, we'll see you again. <laughs> and you're good, Dave. How's the summer been? Your son, everything good is going down? Kids are good. Younger son, disappointed because doing classes online, UMass Honors College. He's mm-hmm. a freshman. This is not what he expected. And it, it sucks. What are you going to do? And then my yeah, dad and my dad is what has been in ICU for the, oh. the last several weeks. He's now at the Spalding Rehab Center. He's rehabbing his, uh, a serious neck injury, making little small strides. But it just goes to show you, there's nothing good has happened in this year. So you well, know, I consider the start of season two of the Cannamom Show a new beginning for all of us. I, I, I do because I've had kind of a sucky year too. So my kids are in college. My mom's in a rehab. We're all there. But mm. this is forty minutes to talk about something awesome and futuristic and the thing that's going to heal us and get it out of it. So. Mm. We're moving forward, ladies and gents who might be listening. You can listen to. I I have Dave. (laughs) I don't know who listens. Okay. So today's guest, I'm going to introduce her because, you know, this is the Cannamom Shop podcast. And all summer, it was just me doing my Instagram lives talking about me. So I am so excited to have someone else to talk to. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Today's guest. Today's guest is the owner of the Muzzle Tough Farms a cannabis brand available in Monterey Bay, California. And as you can tell from the name of her company, her story is one of both persistence and the Jewish faith. She is the mother of two young children and a trailblazer in the wild world of cannabis, motherhood, and social equity. I am so happy to be starting off season two of the Cannamom Show with Melissa Whitley to talk cannabis farming, cannabis business, and how Judaism brought cannabis back into her life. Welcome, Melissa. Hi. <laughs> Welcome. Great to see you. I, I know. I never. I, so before I started doing the Zoom calls, when I used to go into studio, I didn't get to actually see my guest as often. So this has actually been a big. This has been a plus of 2020, the pandemic. Um, it's nice to finally see your face. Um, we did talk about the Judaism, but let's just talk a little bit about your background. How did a nice girl like you find yourself in cannabis? (laughs) And how did you move around so much to get, it's a long, complicated story. So just sort of start wherever you want, uh, maybe right before you met your husband or something like that. Or, yeah. Okay. Um, Well, I grew up in Santa Cruz, California. Um, I know you're out on the East Coast, but Santa Cruz is kind of a hippie town. UCSC is there. Yeah. Um, However, I had very, very strict parents. Okay. And I was always kind of a nervous kid. I'm still a very nervous 
anxious person. I'm with you. In high school, I started to really notice that I would prefer to not be in such social environments. And I tried pot for the first time. And it was um, at first kind of scary. And I don't think I knew the effects, the positive effects it was having having on me emotionally. So, um, you know, everyone kind of dabbles in high school. And right. unfortunately, when you, you know, move out of the house, it turns toward drinking. And yep. you still never really get down to, why am I doing this? Why can't I <laughs> just hang out? Why are we, you know? So I would say fast forward to my, you know, 20s. And I start to use cannabis therapeutically. So I talk about this all the time, that this is really a medicine. This is a health and wellness industry. Most people enter it, you know, somehow, you know, when you're, what, you try it because you think it's something like alcohol. That's what we thought it was. And then I always say, this is not my natural habitat. But you, how did you figure, how did you figure that transition from, you know, I just figured it out a couple of years ago. I didn't know this. <laughs> I had a cannabis awakening. How did you figure this out that it's medicinal? Totally. I definitely didn't have a diagnosis. Um, I wouldn't figure the connection out until after I had my firstborn Uzi. So he's eight now. I had him in 2012 and I was having all of these, I, I mean, I was anxious. I was sweating, heart palpitations, and it would be over very small things. First, it was traveling because I moved from Oakland after I met my partner. Yeah, so let's, to- like, let's track back a little bit just because I know you have two children and they're part of, sort of the part of this whole journey, but you met your partner at a point in your life and he sort of, he jumped on board with you and kind of, he's he's been on this journey and you've traveled quite a bit all over the country and you have had some serious things happen to you that would explain the anxiety, yeah. but just kind of like start with Corey and... <laughs> How you traveled around and came back and got into cannabis, really? Okay. There's a little bit before Uh, our legality. This is sort of like at the beginning. This is very beginning, early. Very beginning. So Carrie and I, he's originally from Chicago. Um, I was living in Oakland, kind of floating about, definitely had no plans of getting into the cannabis industry. Mm -hmm. I've always been an advocate and knew that it was good for you, better for you than most options right um when it comes to anxiety he and i met at a rock show in (laughs) chicago and it was very interesting because i say oh i'm from santa cruz and he says oh my family lives in carmel valley and i just kind of looked at him like big deal you know yeah (laughs) yeah, who cares and he said i'm entering into medicinal marijuana and i looked at him like medicinal because it never I knew it existed, but I thought it was, you know, cancer patients or extreme pain, you know, which is who he was helping out there in Michigan. Yeah, Yeah. Um, because that's pretty much the only people that could legally access cannabis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So when he told me that, it kind of went in one ear and out the other, like, oh, wow, like everyone... (laughs) Everyone uses cannabis in California. This is no a big did, deal. He was, try, he was trying to impress you and it didn't work. He was. He was. <laughs> so if you were to fast forward a year later, he comes out to Oakland to visit me and we realize, you know, we're in love. Oh. And um, I w- was living in an apartment, working at a restaurant. And he says, well, I just bought this property and I'm kind of like in there, in there. I can't leave. 
Okay. So I packed up everything and moved out to Michigan with him on a farm in a tiny city. And that's where I first saw seed to plant to patient occur. In Michigan. Interesting. Yes. In Michigan, Bangor, oh. Michigan. And what year was that? 2013? What around? 2011. 2011. So oh, really early. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, I saw how great he was at mm-hmm. growing this plant in the dead of winter in a garage in Michigan, temperature control, right? Yeah. Um, when to water, all these crazy things. And, you know, I'm starting to process like, wow, we're trimming, we're doing all like, this is a job. People should yeah, get this is a business. Hey, this is a- yes, yeah, this is a real business. Michigan, on the other hand, was not not on board. They they tried, and now they are, which is you know hindsight. Well, because the, the whole world is going. Whatever, that's a whole. So how exactly. was your so your poor family? What were they, what did they think was going on with you? Why would anyone? First of all, why would anyone go from California to Michigan? Plus, you're doing the cannabis thing. So, <laughs> well, originally I thought I'm going to Chicago, big city. I'm okay. a city girl, and I yeah. ended up on this farm. He we had a home in Chicago, but we spent most of our time in Michigan. Okay. And once I had my son in 2012, mm-hmm. I decided it would be better for he and I to live in Chicago. There's museums, parks, you know, where we yeah. were in Michigan just wasn't happening. I, I couldn't so, I wouldn't be able to cut it. I don't Yeah. <laughs> so it became like a weekend visit place. Okay. And then the laws in Michigan just became it, you, I mean, a bank account, buying a house, all of these things, which are still issues now, were seeming impossible. They didn't have a good school where we were living out in Michigan. So we we're really trying to weigh our options. What to do. What, okay. Yeah. So, you know, of course, me being from California, I'm sitting there thinking like, we should go back this to California. Might be a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why aren't we in California? This is people are moving forward. So right. I started researching cities. I actually looked into Oregon at first. Mm-hmm. Um, we went out there and it turns out they had rules that you had to own your home and live there for a year before you, before you could business. start doing. Yes. Before yeah. you could start doing anything cannabis wise. So the next city that came up was Santa Rosa and they were doing, they were treating cannabis business as an actual business, business license, everything. And in California, I do talk about this a lot. I mean, Massachusetts, like Dave will say, it's very local rule. That's been kind of how it works here. That's just traditionally. So that's how the cannabis industry is working. And it's very similar in California. It's very local rule, right? It's almost complicated. It's it's very complicated. And you would, be surprised at the cost of rent in an area where it's favorable to cannabis. So it's like a double-edged sword. Oh yeah. How are we going to stay here? How are we going to pay bills? Um, So fast forward, we're in Santa Rosa and he, we started a farm, Mazel Tov Farms. We have (laughs) the Instagram, you know, we're growing outdoor, which was legal back then. Um, and how did you, just so like, just so we can, um, so people can't see you, you are a black woman, uh, you're married to a Corey, I assume is a Jewish man, which is yes. how we came up. <laughs> so how did, how did this decision on the name come about? So I, you know, I would have to give Carrie credit on Mazel Tov. Okay. Um, we were bouncing back and forth, you know, he has always said he's got a green thumb and, you know, green thumb is taken 
Yeah. You're kind of, you, you just start searching. For oh, names. of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Mazel Tov and the Jewish community, I should say this, the Jewish community has always been attractive to me because I was in such a strict religious background and all the Jewish people I knew were so welcoming and <laughs> open. And like, I mean, I know what that's- Well, no, no, because I'll say Dave, Dave, Dave and I have a, I call it my new JCC, my Jewish cannabis connection. So Dave and I have a whole like, so he knows my brother. We mm-hmm. kids have we went to the same overnight Jewish overnight camp. We've like we got a whole deep Jewish thing going here. So it's, that's yeah, why like, I thought it was so great to have you on as my first guest. So. <laughs> like these amazing relationships, you know, and uh, the relationship to cannabis. Like I, I mean, it was just incredible to be embraced, especially since obviously I wasn't raised a Jewish person. So. How, how okay, Dave, you, Dave, well, yeah, yeah. Let me jump in. Sorry. How. How were you raised? Was it like strict, like Catholic family or what? Jehovah's Witness. Jehovah's Witness, really? Okay. Wow. You must. That's a whole nother podcast. I'm glad. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm glad. We might need another podcast for this one, Joyce. You, you must. I mean, <laughs> with, um, I, I mean, I love Mazel Tov's farms. I love the branding. I'm looking at the website now. It's, it's just such a, a cool vibe. You must. It, I mean, we're on a podcast, so we can talk for, you know, 45 minutes or whatever. You must have a hard time explaining kind of your story to people that, you know, brought up a Jehovah's Witness. You're a black woman, married a Jewish guy, embraced Judaism, and also cannabis. Is there a, is there a, do you think there's actually a thread running through there? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, growing up in Santa Cruz, which is predominantly white, mm. um, the the outsider vibe was already thrust upon me in my mm-hmm. own opinion um i was always searching 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 and then you tag a jehovah's witness on top of that mm-hmm. and i was a unicorn you know <laughs> and it- that's what you are you are a unicorn yeah <laughs> and we and found it- her on the cannabis right. show we found her <laughs> yeah right um so it made me I think that anxiety, I think, you know, being my authentic self was a struggle. So really a person would move from California all the way to the Midwest because you're trying to escape that. Mm-hmm. And then I meet this guy who is, you know, hands down opinionated canvas is the best thing for you. What are you talking about? Like he, this is back in 2010, he would go, you know, head to head with someone that would say cannabis was bad. And he's like, it's medicine. I know this. Um, And I just, I fell in love with that passion. Mm -hmm. And I was like, finally, someone is telling me what I've always thought. You know, I, I feel good. I feel better. I don't, I don't see it as a party drug. I see it as something that's helping me go through day to day. I wish that my mother embraced it in that way now she's okay but we we, thought, we we should do a whole show just of mothers who don't believe their daughters who are like literally in this industry like what if their sons were in it would it be different that's what i gotta know yeah that's, that's, i know right and you said this you said this before joyce that it's a general that, that it's a generational thing and like your mom yeah. your mom took a little time to come around what i find is interesting that the thread that runs to use that word again through the canon mom show joyce i think is you, you hear these stories of people and if there's a commonality, it's, it is, I, I would say open-mindedness. You have, I think, I mean, I, I think somewhere along the line, you have to be open-mindedness to, to believe that cannabis has these magical powers that you guys are talking about. And so it's nice, Melissa, that you've, 
found yourself attracted to other people who were open-minded and welcomed you. And so I, I, I never gave the Jews so much credit, but okay, go Jews. Yeah. You know. <laughs> hey, the ones I'm surrounded with have, you know, filled my life with love and joy. Good. And love, hope. Yes, that's good. Yes. That's, this is the message we want to get out there. Okay. <laughs> so um, we're in Santa Rosa and we're just getting started. We entered a strain into the Emerald Cup, which is this huge contest up there, mm-hmm. music yep. festival. Um, didn't place, but got really great reviews. Right. And October is it 2017, yep. the Tubbs Fire came and took everything. Car, and- house. All of the cannabis products, the T-shirts we had. I mean, we have this tiny family car. We still have the same car. Yeah. We build as best as we could. Put my four-month-old and my son, who was four at the time, to- five at the time, in the car, and left Santa Rosa to Carmel Valley. So this is like a this is some serious trauma. I mean, you've come from another state. You've set up another community. You've had another child. <laughs> You're a new mom, a new business. The Tubbs fire comes pack everything up, you leave. So, I mean, yeah. <laughs> how? <laughs> so this so, is so, actually- so then you're like, and you, and you decide to get back in the business. And I say this is one of the hardest businesses I've ever, you know, been witness to. Just everything about it is so specialized. And people just, people who understand the power of it are just willing to keep coming back to it. This is the thing I, I'm just amazed by, honestly. So, all right. So you leave, terrible things yeah. happen. <laughs> well, we left. And right before that fire, when I was pregnant with my now three-year-old, I had, um, I don't know what you call it. Amy Schumer had it when she was pregnant. I threw up constantly. So at the time I'm working at this natural foods grocery store, trying everything under the sun, every natural remedy possible. And I'm sick as a dog in bed when I'm not at work. And that is when cannabis, which I was terrified that they were going to test me in the hospital, take right. my baby away. But that's when cannabis really made the transition from something that helped me mentally to physically. I wasn't sick anymore. A and 0.5 again- milligram edible. And all of a sudden I'm eating like a normal person. I'm yeah. not throwing up. You know, I can be social. I can work. It function. Like so, so, so again, this is the thing we're pushing back on. It's not a belief. This is not a belief. This is a science. The human body is built with an endocannabinoid system. The pharmaceutical drugs that are being used are used to um, encapsulate something that's it's a lo- it's a, another level underneath the endocannabinoid system. And if we are using the endocannabinoid system properly, we are preventing a lot of those other illnesses. And, if, and we keep talking about this as like it's some kind of belief. Oh, I believe it can do that. Or I believe... I, I don't, it's not belief anymore. <laughs> it is, it is like, just like taking an aspirin. Do you believe an aspirin can save your health? I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it, it's not a belief. It's a medicine. So this is the thing we got to get over that it's inflammation. Doctors are out there. I've been talking to CBD physicians all summer. This has been this, they send me charts and things and I'm not a scientist, but the level of science that is involved in this has to be pushed forward. So we understand why it can do everything from, you know, heal someone who's vomiting because of, pregnancy to solving your anxiety by the way joyce pardon me the amy schumer suffered from a rare condition called hyperemesis gravidarum which causes a big word right i know (laughs) yeah i I couldn't remember it i I can't be sure i pronounced it correctly but uh (laughs) and uh which causes persistent vomiting and dehydration and um just interesting it comes from i'm looking at an article that 
the headline is Amy Schumer says she resents how much pregnant women have to quote suck at the pardon me suck at the fuck up and act like everything is fine. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I I probably would have tried cannabis because I was sick with my firstborn, but not as long. It wasn't as drastic in Chicago, but I was terrified. Of course, it wasn't until I got to Santa Rosa and more people around me, more women around me were using cannabis that I said, you know what? I think I have enough support as a pregnant woman. I'm, I'm going to try this because I just, you know, there's no other option. My doctor understood. She would never give me the verbal go ahead. Of course. The only medication she had for me, she couldn't guarantee that it wouldn't hurt the baby. She could not give me that guarantee. But I'll give it to you. I'll prescribe it if you want to. If you're really tired of throwing up, I'll let you take this pill. But I can't let, I mean, it was just too much up in the air. But this sort of happening across the board. So my mom, who went, she went into a hospital nursing home, partly because she's having trouble sleeping. And she's just, you know, it's just sort of she's in a bad cycle. And I keep giving her CBD. She has so many CBD products from so many different great women across this country piling up in her bathroom. And she is afraid <laughs> of it. But when she was, no. So we're on the call with the social workers and they're ready. They're, you know, prescribing her a um, a sleep aid. I'm like, mom, seriously. And then they have to go down the list of things it could cause. I just, again, we are the generation that knows the least. My mom too. But, you know, me, I'm a 55-year-old woman. We know the least. And I'm coming to that era where we could really benefit. This pandemic would not have been possible without the help of cannabis. I will say that. (laughs) For you, you, Joyce. And many many others, I'm sure. my world, you know, it's been a bit crazy. And uh, I think I'm so thankful I discovered it before the pandemic because I don't know. I guess I just would have been drinking more. And that the idea. dispensaries have been op- <laughs> open during the pandemic. That has been a, That's true. a blessing, right? Yeah. Because, it's an, because it's an essential business, just like a medicine. All right. Yeah. Sorry. Off topic, Melissa. We forgot. Oh, no. Okay, okay. So- <laughs> I almost feel guilty when I talk to people that haven't found it in pandemic. I'm like, oh, that's brutal. But, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm just, sorry. I'm, I'm backtracking just a little bit. So I know okay. that. Um, so Muzzle Tough Farms, you also have a tagline. Always, always heavy. heavy, always fire. Yeah. So what yes. is that? Where does that come from? What does that mean? Always heavy is a literal term because we are heavier than other products. So do you, are you a flower fan? I'm a flower girl. Yes. I'm a flower. So (laughs) typically an eighth will be 3.5 grams and ours weigh in at four grams. And I know, right. (laughs) Which is always great. Who, who wouldn't want that? Um, Heavy means just the feeling. Um, The first hit, I would say with our cartridge, because it is live resin, and I know you don't use cartridges that often, but live resin gives you more terpenes, higher THC level. Because for me, um, using cannabis, especially as a mom, I'm not really trying to get blasted, so to speak, which would take probably a lot at this point for me, but... (laughs) It's just a little, it's taking the edge off what people would say one glass of wine does or something. So to have one pull from a cartridge or maybe one tiny bowl or one or two drags from a joint is perfection for me. I like the one little hit. I'm like a little one hitter person. Like it takes the edge off. Um, I'm a control freak. I get it. <laughs> and I, and I do say this, I would have been a better mother, like honest to God, like when my, you know, my kids are 20, Josh will be 22 next month. My daughter's 19, but, and I was an attorney 
and I was stressed out. And I would do that weird transition, you know, when you, I know you guys don't leave your house anymore, but remember when you <laughs> used to leave work, leave your kids with somebody and come back and there was that transition moment? Like if I could have gone to my bedroom, seriously, had a couple of hits, chilled out just for like five minutes and then so done, short. Done, done the transition, everything would have been healthier. But I went through, a, it's a lot of stress that kind of like going from being a professional to hanging out with toddlers. It's a big deal. So cannabis people, you. moms out there, I'm telling you, one or two hits, you'll you'll just like your kids better. I don't, I can't explain it. <laughs> I think you just did. Well, and you're present. <laughs> you're present. You're present. That's, that's what the moms say. They say, you know, the, the image is that you're sitting on the couch uh, disconnected. But the truth is that you're, you know, you don't always want to be in your kid's world. That's the truth of it. You're just, you know, and it allows you to be. So well, I imagine it's it a better, you. would you yeah. guys agree you're a better version of you for your kids, which is ultimately what you want to be? Right. Absolutely. You know, yeah. um, absolutely. I mean, and this, nowadays stress rubs oh, off, right? I'm, exactly. Stress rubs off? No, no, that, exactly. That's the stress. Like, I'm sure my kids are anxious a lot because I was anxious. Like, I mean, I took the bar in my eighth month of pregnancy. Like, I'm a crazy person. And <laughs> my son was a little anxious, but he was probably absorbing all my God knows. <laughs> so, absolutely. Yeah, And I think a lot of people um, that are just entering the cannabis world have this picture of what it used to be. We have so much more information now. Do you want a sativa? Do you want a hybrid? Do you want an indica? Like, I think that people that are still reserved about it think that they're going to take one hit, freak out. Yeah. You know, (laughs) let's just talk a little bit about your product. So, um, so So you're back in California. Actually, maybe we'll get to like how you actually start up again. So you're back. You've moved. You've had a horrible fire. I don't. You decide you're still going to cannabis. Still, still seems like a good idea when you get back. I don't know <laughs> what happened. Um. Well, Carmel Valley is pro. I mean, we had we're in the woods, so mm-hmm. we have space for it. And Carrie is always a farmer first and foremost. So our private home grow, yes, was going to continue. We didn't really know what was going to happen with Mazel Tov Farms. Um, as I said, I moved. Santa Cruz is predominantly white. Carmel Valley is white. It mm-hmm. is, you know, old, white, rich golfers, yeah. essentially. <laughs> um, so when we try to look for community, I mine is not here. Mm-hmm. And um, a friend of mine, now Kimberly, actually said, there's a parenting class at the temple. You should go. And everyone was studying this book, How to Raise a Jewish Child. And I was like really nervous because, first of all, I had never gone to temple. Oh, um, really? Said, no, okay. we had participated <laughs> in holidays, everything in Chicago, but Carrie isn't big on going, which yeah. is fine. Um, and so I was really nervous. A mom coming in there and, and everybody just open arms open arms. That's um, so nice and good to hear. Because, you know, like I say, I feel like I'm an ambassador for Jewish people. I always feel like this. <laughs> it's just like this idea that there are so few of us, like literally, there are so few of us. And it's kind of like this war. I don't know. I don't know what people think of Jews. But, you know, <laughs> we want to have that image. And I've been all over the world. And, you know, one of the things about America is that they still let us live here and they don't kill us, you know, and they, <laughs> the, the temples aren't. I feel the same. Here. 
You know, I mean, you know, I, I understand we have a, I mean, this whole season is about social equity and what America is, but as a Jew, I kind of felt, you know, we came here and I've been to a lot of other countries where temples are surrounded with security. It is very difficult to get into them. It is. And the more you do that, the more othered you are. And I just don't ever want to be othered in America. That's just always been my little goal. So I, I don't know that that's, it's good to hear that a community is welcoming to someone who doesn't necessarily look like them and doesn't necessarily raised in, in their traditions. And I'm always amazed when people join us. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was great. And I, I mean, I, I met a lot of great people. I met actually another mother who um, deals with seizures and uses cannabis mm. And, you know, and this is before I even said, oh, you know, I've had my experience with cannabis. I wasn't yeah. that quick to share, which right. I'm trying to get over nowadays, but yeah. I, I did I'm reserved. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't, I mean, I will say sharing about cannabis is interesting because once I started telling people, everyone gave me their stories, you know, but normally I wouldn't, you know, some of my older friends think I would have been so cool in college, which I wasn't, but you know, <laughs> this is, you know, this is a thing, this is opening up people. And I did do a, um, we organized a talk at the sisterhood to talk oh, about great. the endocannabinoid system. We had, a, we had a nice Jewish doctor came in and explained it to people. So, yeah, it, I mean, once you have your community is telling you, I mean, I really believe churches, mosques, temples, those are very tight communities. And once we start talking about it in our communities, this is really part of the normalization. That's a reform. Yes. That's a reform congregation. I take it, Joyce. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, but they welcome them in. There's, yeah, <laughs> so because we, then, um, then California has like super reformed Jews, I imagine, probably. <laughs> they do. I mean, and I mean, there's just so much that I love. I'm a female rabbi. Like, yeah. you would never see that in the Kingdom Hall that I was going to. Anyhow, yeah. um, so female leadership. I mean, I grew up in a temple where I wasn't allowed really on the bima on Saturday, and I I went through all that where they. Told me I wasn't quite good enough as a girl, and now I am in a very reformed, you know, women-led. And it's nice, right? Yeah, I don't know. I think you know, I think girls can be leaders too. Oh, there are a lot. <laughs> Joyce, the longtime rabbi in Brookline. I don't know if she's still at it. Um, oh yeah, I know rabbi her. Yeah. Lipo- rabbi Lipoff, right? Oh yeah, yeah. She's oh, yeah. she obviously a female. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, but I'm just like I was in Sharon. I was like at a kind of conservative. I grew up at a conservative. We kept kosher, you know. Uh-huh. We were. The, I was. I was. I was othered. I lived in a Catholic neighborhood. I st- before, really? I moved to, before I moved to Sharon. So, yeah, it's weird. I think it's just weird to be a kid and like you don't quite know why you're different. And I'm white. I would like I look like everyone, but I'm not quite like everyone. <laughs> hey, maybe that's why I was so drawn to Jewish culture, because they kind of have the same like, why am I different from everybody? But you yeah. guys get to do stuff. There's a lot of celebrating in Jewish culture. <laughs> and I was like, yes. I come from so, zero celebration. I know. That's a very big difference. All right. So, so, so you actually met another uh, another Carrie? Another Corey? Sorry. Yes, another Carrie. Another so Carrie. We were at the, um, actually a block party. And okay. um, Carrie and Carrie met. And Carrie is an owner of a dispensary out here, the Reef in Seaside. Okay. And we were telling him how things have been going for us. And he just goes, oh, Mazel Tov. Like, you should really, you should bring that back. Like, what would it take for that to be something the, yeah. again? Yeah. And I don't think Carrie and I, I mean, the idea of a brand, I don't think had really occurred to us. We were searching for land because you right. have to have an indoor grow in Monterey County. So we were, you know, going to look at real estate, trying to come up with money to be farmers, essentially, mm-hmm. because that, I mean, that is my first love plants. Right. Um, 
And it was just nearly impossible yeah. to get the funding. And after everything we lost in the fire, you're really starting from zero. And um, Carrie really opened us up to what if you were a brand until you can get these other right. pieces That's a good going. Idea. Mm -hmm. And so here we are. I mean, we are just getting started. Um, so talk about what you're, so what it, just, I just, I don't, I understand the industry, but this is a, it's a little complicated. And so the medicinal industry in Massachusetts started seed to sale. So all the products were just the dispensaries. And now we're finally starting to get recreational and they're starting to bring more brands in. So this is a little bit, California's a little bit ahead of Massachusetts. So you actually yes. have products that can be sold in dispensaries anywhere. So tell me a little bit about what Muzzle Tub offers and um, what you're producing right now and what your big um, products are, I guess. Um, I'd say right now our biggest product are the cartridges. Okay, um, yeah. Diesel Tub and Kosher Kush are the two we have. Um, they and are, are these live. Do you and you and like you said, they're live resin. But like I always talk about dosing, and 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 we talked a lot this summer about terpenes and the personalization of cannabis. I had a really smart. Um, I run a boarding house basically in my house, and when <laughs> I, <laughs> I think my, I saw that. Did you guys go live? And yeah, we talking? did a live. Yeah, okay. so he was he was in his bedroom and talking to me, and he he's um he's a student, uh, and he but he, he's a Tourette's he has Tourette's, and so he's been using cannabis since high school, and he really understands the terpenes, and he really understands the cannabinoids, and he talked a lot about the personalization because you can balance it off specifically. I'm sure in cartridges, that's sort of the benefit is yes. if you know you need a certain percentage of CBG and you know, whatever it is for your specific ailment, this is what I think this is where the personalization of medicine is coming from. Is that something that you're working with, with your terpene cartridges to be very specific? Um, well, every terpene can answer to a certain symptom. And I wouldn't say that we have a cartridge that's specifically for anxiety and depression or okay. right now we focus on hybrids, indica, sativa, okay. which you can kind of get a predictable reaction, right. I would say, or, you know, side effect. Um, I would go with flower personally. Mm -hmm. I like our flower. Um, it is it's, it's pretty like, I, okay. So I, I, I've never grown anything. I, I started growing plants this summer cause I'm a terrible, I have a terrible green thumb, Good, but it's just, I'm surprised at how pretty it is. I, <laughs> I had no idea that Dave, it's like different colors. It's just, you're talking about, you're talking about the actual the flower and not the logo or you're talking about the logo. Not no, the, the flower. The, the flower. flower. The okay. actual flower is like it comes in different colors and different. I mean, it, it all kind of looks the same when you get it dried, but. I oh, my no goodness. Idea. There are, you know, right now we have four different strains. And I would say kosher kush is my favorite. Mm -hmm. um, the flavor. Is it good for Rosh Hashanah? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Coming up. It's coming up. Um, it would help know, all the family get togethers, although I don't know if we'll get together, but could you imagine passing it around? <laughs> that would be great. Have you seen, I've seen some centerpieces that have had, you know, little buds on them and I'm like, oh, I wonder if I could do that. That would be yeah, great. Yeah. Oh, that's um, what you should. I did a wedding expo. That was one of the things. That's funny. Yeah. You should definitely, yeah. Or to use the honey to make some cannabis oh, yeah. honey. You could oh, yeah, do. definitely. Do you sell honey? I have to get honey. Dave, we have I to get it. Infused See, honey that's, this another, <laughs> <laughs> that's another on one list. of the things that I would like to accomplish, but there's so many obstacles. I would like to, you know, be making food and bath bombs and, you know, it's a different license, a different it building. Is. So, but right now you're focused on your 
your cartridges focus, yes on flour and uh -huh. cartridges, cartridges and merchandise um okay. did you get our t-shirt yes we, i did see and people um i want to make a t-shirt quilt of all the women in cannabis so if anyone's great. listening send me a t-shirt they're piling up because now i'm done i want to i want to i'm gonna go and <laughs> buy a beanie as well they have very handsome mazel tov farms oh Beanies. yes of course don't send me one i'm gonna buy it i want to support your business Oh, oh, yeah. All right, um, so nice. Melissa, we've been talking for a long time. I forgot I have to stop at some point. All right, so <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm actually not taking a break this show. Next show, maybe we'll do something. I do want to give a quick shout out, though. We have been doing Amy's favorite thing last season. Amy can't join us this season if anyone's looking for her. She's listening, I hope. But um, I'm going to kind of carry on the tradition a little bit because I like to shop, too. But I haven't done my shopping, but I just want to give a shout out today to um, Winged CBD. They just create really nice women-focused CBD products that are kind of labeled towards sleep or wellness. And I saw them on an Instagram Live. She was talking about some of her cosmetics. My family went out to Arizona last week to drop my daughter off at school and University of Arizona in Tucson because I was afraid for them all to fly. So they drove. But my daughter's luggage all got stolen. All of her clothes got stolen in Boulder, Colorado. Oh my I God. <laughs> it's just who are these horrible people who are doing things during a pandemic? Jeez. Like Anyways, so um, that day, and my daughter had brought all her favorite sweatshirts and things from Massachusetts. And the first thing she said to me is, you know, like all those like your college sweatshirts, your friend's sweatshirts or whatever. She's like, Mom, all my sweatshirts are gone. And that day, Wing CBD, I just got an email. And they had these most adorable tie-dyed sweatshirts that they're selling with all these great CBD products, which I thought she could use with the sleep, relaxation, whatever. So I mailed it all out there. She said it's adorable. So I just want to give them a shout out. I like them. Thank you, Wing CBD. You were there for me when my daughter needed a sweatshirt. Isn't that a terrible story that everything got stolen yeah. from her back? Oh, that sucks. But you know what? It's been, um, it, was an, it was one of those adventures. My whole family was together. They learned, they laughed, they cried. <laughs> And the credit card company froze her credit card because when she got to Arizona, she had to buy everything. And they thought it was fraud because she was in Arizona spending mm -hmm. hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, that does make sense. Yes. But I'm glad they're looking out for us. But she made it back. She's good. And she has a new wing CBD sweatshirt. So uh, a couple more minutes. So we talked about your products. We talked about how you got here. Um, you do have two little children and you're in California. So. I assume you're homeschooling or I don't know what's going on out there. <laughs> yes. Um, Uzi is actually in his third grade class right now next door on Zoom. Mm. Hopefully not messing around. And Trey, he is three years old and I can't hear him screaming. He's okay. a dad. So, <laughs> so, so CBD and caregiving. I think this is our cannabis caregiving. I think this is our era. Like, what are you thinking of? And how are you talking to your friends? And you're in it. Like, my kids are gone. I'm finally, I'm really an empty nester this time, I think. But you still have children and you're the caregiver. And this is a new era. Um, what are you thinking? How are you seeing it? Are you talking to your friends? Spreading the gospel? <laughs> oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, okay. I... I try to help. I, I really do. I have had a few friends reach out and say, you know, during this pandemic, I, I drink a bottle of wine and I think it's too much and I don't know what to do about it. And I offer every single time, let me send you like a tiny little mint and yeah. just see, just see what, how you feel and the difference, because it isn't, 
it's not that crazy. And I think that the hype around cannabis was blown way out of proportion, much like the war on drugs. I mean, it's it's a a racist system, you know, that's not. Amen. Yes. (laughs) And I just feel like, you know, do you drink coffee? Do you drink herbal tea? It should be a part of a ritual. It's, it's, it's yeah. holistic. And you had um, mentioned to me once that you thought of cannabis like coffee or the smell yes. of coffee or the, the whole, yeah, exactly. I remember you saying that. Yeah. That's yeah. how I talk about it with my yeah. kids. I yeah, would exactly. never give them a cup of coffee because you don't need it. No, exactly. <laughs> and I view cannabis like coffee. I use it like coffee. It's not something that, you know, I don't have a joint hanging out of my mouth all day long. I don't smoke anything all day long. It's not. It's, it's a wellness. It's a whole, I feel like it's a routine. Um, I do a lot of yoga. I like to partake and then do my yoga or go work in the garden. It's not a sitting on the couch type of thing. And I think a lot of moms have to get over that. They're like, oh, I'll be stuck. And it's like, how are you drinking a whole bottle of wine and not falling asleep? Please tell me. Elaborate. (laughs) All right. So we just need, we just need more real moms talking about this. And that's sort of the goal of the show of the season of like health and wellness. And we just, we, we can feel, we can feel okay. We don't have to feel bad all the time, ladies. and, And you're stressed. Just, it allows you to live in the magic. There's science behind this this is real there's i don't know it's just it's a thing that really exists and it's because we are stressed and because our bodies are so imbalanced and because life is so imbalanced this is more important than ever so we need more ladies like melissa going out there can i ask Melissa a quick question before we go i mean you're sort of talking about the stigma the historical stigma around marijuana there's a new stigma around vaping and i know some of the products some of the products you offer (laughs) are in vape form are the laws in California forgiving? Because in Massachusetts, the, there was like a whole vape scare ban and everything. And I noticed that during the pandemic, we haven't heard anything about how people are dying from vaping. You know, it's it's to me, that was a big, um, you know, um, well, that was part of the acetate. There's a lot of weirdness. And now these all these old vapes are like for sale. They don't have to do with them. They're just sitting around and they lost a lot of the product. A lot of black market companies were making cartridges and there's a lot of fillers in there. And that's why people were getting sick. Um, No doubt. I would say that a dispensary is not going to sell something that will get you sick. If you're getting a black market, I don't even know where you'd get a black market cartridge, but you know, it's possible. Kids like anything else. There's a, there's a, there's a, people are going to abuse it in some fashion, you know, if you buy drugs on the street, you know, right. Or would you like to buy them in a dispensary where they've been regulated up and down and you're playing within the rules? Um, so uh, I thought the vape scare was an overreaction, yeah. but yeah, I think the vape scare was, you know, now we have a pandemic, but yeah, no, it's true. I mean, the thing is I didn't even understand the vape scare. I was at a, a professional meeting and they were talking about the E acetate E or E, but yeah, acetate. So, yeah, so that was the first time I'd heard that, and the, the so the labs are ahead of the game. But they said we weren't testing for it because there was no reason for it to be in there. So that was one of the issues that they were not test. You know, there are some things in there that were making it. Um, but it was like visual, right? To make it but look thicker. But yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, it's it's cutting corners. Yeah, cutting corners. Trying to yeah. save a dime, and <laughs> you know, that's the one thing that I love about cannabis. Of course, I want everyone to buy Mazel Tov Farms, and you know help me support my family. But at the same time, I love the fact that if you are in a legal state, 
and you can't afford to go to the dispensary, if you are able to take care of a plant, you could grow your own medicine. Right. That's amazing to me. And I think that making it available to everyone, a few plants in your yard would make me just as happy because it's just, you know, it's not fair. And since I was 16 years old, I'd say around PMS time, I'd probably take like eight Advil a day for like right. three days yep. for most of my teen years and most of my 20s. And it's like, it's not going to kill you, but it can't be good for you. Yeah. So anyway, we're shifting the conversation. This is going to be the new norm. My, gener- my daughter's generation thinks differently. You are younger than me. You're thinking differently. I don't know. My mom will never listen to me, but... <laughs> Well, we'll keep working on them. I give my mom bomb and she uses it for her knee pain, but it's like, you know. I just feel like we're trying. All right. So I actually am out of time, Melissa. Oh my God. So I made it through my first show of season two. Thank you, Dave, for joining us. Um, Thank you, Melissa. Mazel Uh, mazel tov to you, Joyce. Thank you. Uh, Mazel mazel tov. tov. And how do you... um, <laughs> Thank you, Dave. <laughs> That's hysterical. All right. In case you didn't get up, Muzzle Top Farms, how do they get in touch with you? I know you're in California. Um, uh, MuzzleTopFarms.com. Okay. And they're, you're all THC products, right? You're not selling any to CBD. So these things can't be shipped. Yet. Okay. So these, you have to be in California, people. I know I have some California listeners. So listen, check it out for her. If um, you want merch, though, you can buy plenty of merch. They do have merch. And because uh, we're. We're supporting women businesses this season, people. Everything, you know, we're supporting our sisters. All right. Although I do want to thank my Canna bro, Dave. Thanks for joining me today. My pleasure. Um, I want to welcome my new Canna Mom Show social media coordinator, Janice. She um, was going to join us maybe next week. I'm excited to have her on the staff. I want to thank Josh Lampkin and Bella Jaffe for writing and performing the Canna Mom theme music this season. And most importantly, I want to thank you for taking the time to listen to the Canna Mom Show, where we are talking about caring for and giving voice to women in the emerging cannabis industry one can a story at a time please follow us on social media subscribe anywhere you listen to your favorite podcast i'm joyce gerber this is the canna mom show and we are a production of pod 617 the boston podcast network Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hi, my name is Kira Reed, and I'd like to invite you to be inspired by the women who are leading in the cannabis industry. Each week, we will discuss empowerment, leadership, and what it means to be a woman in charge in marijuana, hemp, and CBD. As the founder of the Women Empowered in Cannabis community, I have had the great pleasure to get to know many brilliant and talented women who are CEOs, executives, politicians, advocates, and community leaders that are focused on creating a cannabis economy that is just, fair, and equal. We'll learn how these women make decisions, how they navigate a predominantly male industry, and what they're doing to level the playing field for women. I hope you'll join us.